0: Epic has arrived, the Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week. Uh, The weeks are flying by, aren't they? And footy is literally just around the corner. We had the pre-season match between Fremantle and West Coast. A lot has been said about that already, particularly in the run home with Hayes and and they'll return between three and five tomorrow. And as I look out of my studio windows here at uh, Optus Stadium, they're still putting away the remnants of what was an incredible event here on Saturday night. Now, I know a bit has been said on The Run Home and earlier here on SENWA, but what I'd like you to take part is on the text line 0487 736 736. A lot of people have said social, on social media and people that I've spoken to, this is the best event they have ever been to. I'll repeat, the best Ever event they have ever been to on the criteria of the entertainment and the package that was delivered to the fans of 52,000 plus people. So I'd like to throw it out there on the text line 0487 736 736. You may not have been here on Saturday night, but if you were, Is that true? Is that the best event that you've ever been to in a sporting stadium? And if not, what has been the number one event that you have attended? The number one event that you have attended. And this is the weekend review. Uh, Look out for the sunshine. Enjoy local service. Uh, And we must be still talking about WWE. And a lot has been said about Rhea Ripley. Uh, the South Australian girl who won the WWE Elimination Chamber for the women, uh, and she was pretty emotive, the Aussie, after the bout.
2: It's hard to put into words exactly how special this is, to be honest. Um, I'm still so taken back by the crowd reaction, actually seeing my family out there, and um, to be completely honest, um, at the very end when... um, I had that extra time to myself. I, I let it fully soak in. And uh, it's funny because I had a weird flashback over my last match here in Australia. And um, I defended my title then. I left champion because mommy's always on top, you know. But I remember sitting in the middle of the ring and just soaking it all in and soaking up the crowd and just letting them in and letting them affect me in a way that I don't really try and let them affect me. And I did the same thing tonight without even meaning to and it just gave me that flashback and it was a real wholesome moment for the for me. It, it really was.
1: Amazing, isn't it? Uh, Rhea Ripley, who is, as we mentioned, Australian, stems from South Australia and she's been able to get the to the top of her pro- profession. Reminds me when there was tears of joy when Roger Federer won particular Grand Slams and referred to the people that had supported him uh, during his journey. It reminds me of many that have had to give their sport away and have been emotive at various press conferences. But this meant a lot to Rhea. Regardless of what you think about the world uh, wrestling uh situation. Uh, And we know that Anthony DeSegli, the sports director, or the editor of the West Australian, got into a bit of a uh, argy-bargy with one of the combatants in the offices of the West Australian the other day. I just thought it was all orchestrated, I must admit, but that's just my thoughts. But what are your thoughts on the event for those people that were here? uh, And when you hear Rhea talking like that and how much it meant to her, regardless of all the doomsdayers around WWE, as I said, on the text line, I'd like to hear from you, 0487 736, 736 What is the biggest and most enjoyable event, sporting event that you have ever been at? And we'll acknowledge you here on Sports Day WA. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, serving WA for over 45 years, and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. And if you are listening in regional Western Australia. Great to have you on board. All right. A man that's more accustomed to actually in the West Australian, we spoke about the West and Anthony DeSegli getting involved in that interesting uh, standoff with uh, one of the wrestlers the other day in the West offices, uh, Craig O'Donoghue. And we've come to expect his byline when it comes to Football Stories, AFL, and of course, in the last couple of years, the NBL, and he's been the man riding up the Perth Wildcats in the West. So here was the man that was across this event here at Optus Stadium on Saturday night, and he joins us on the program now. Craig, thanks for your time. Not a problem, how are you? Good. Can I say I was a little surprised when I was leading and reading up to the big event here at Optus Stadium on Saturday night, the Elimination Chamber, that Craig O'Donoghue had the byline. Of course, we tend to sort of link Craig with the AFL and in recent times the NBA with the Perth Wildcats. How did you find the experience of covering the wrestling? Uh,
3: It was epic. It was absolutely fantastic. My first memories of Wrestling all the way back to WrestleMania 2 when Hulk Hogan climbed out of the cage to beat King Kong Bundy, and it's been great ever since all the way through to the WrestleManias of the late 80s and early 90s to the NWO and Monday Night Wars of the 1990s and then The Rock and, uh, and Hulk Hogan showdown in the early 2000s and all the way through to now. So I've been a big fan for a long time and to deal with these people and their professionalism and their enthusiasm for what they do and ability to tell a story and then for what they did on Saturday night in terms of the presentation... And uh, you know, the just the way it looked for the crowd, it was phenomenal. And uh, first time I've been to an event of that size. The WWE be the smaller events, but that was just incredible to be part of. And um, they are a worldwide conglomeration. It's interesting. So you
1: followed wrestling all through the decades. Uh, was it a case of Craig O'Donoghue when the editor of the West Australian says, "Who wants to cover this?" You put your hand up, or they already know that you had a bit of knowledge about wrestling.
3: No, so back in December, they said, "Does anyone want to do a Ripley and Dominic Mysterio there in town? And I said, yeah, oh, absolutely. Put my hand up to that. That sounds like... A lot of fun, and what what they were shocked by in the office was how many people watched the video, shared the video on social media, and um and and read the story online. Like the the video on social media, was more than five hundred thousand views instantly. Like people just all around the world picked it up, and they went and throughout Australia as well. Our um, readership was massive, and they just went, "Well, hang on, this is actually possibly bigger than any of us thought," and it built and built and built. Into what was you know, Saturday night with 52,000 people more than about a million people watched the, the Friday event on uh, YouTube on the WE's YouTube channel another million on, on their Facebook channel um, and was and that was at midnight in America. so the number of people who watched it and who follow this around the world is quite staggering and they just do an amazing job of making every uh, wrestling fan feel like they're part of it and that was the big thing over here. so many wrestling fans got involved. And were made to feel important by these superstars as they went around the state. They are
1: fantastic. It's interesting. You wrote an article. uh, Of course, you had the follow-up yesterday and today on uh, the WWE Women's Champion Rhea Ripley, who stems from South Australia, but she won in front of a home crowd. I had actually Drew McIntyre in my Sports Day WA studio last week, and can I say he was a downright gentle nice bloke. Uh, Did you find out that generally the wrestlers are part of the aggression inside the elimination chamber? We're really good company and good to chat to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I was lucky enough to have 20-odd minutes with Drew McIntyre as well a couple of weeks ago. And he he was, as you say, personable and giving with everything. What they're so good at is during an interview, they can sense the right moment to be their normal self and when to be their own character. And And their ability to jump in and out of that um, is what makes him so engaging to speak to. Dominic Mysterio, I was fortunate enough to interview twice. And anyone who was there on a Saturday night would have known that his job is to get booed out of the stadium. And 52,000 people booed him so loudly that you couldn't hear any word he said on the microphone. And yet when you speak to him as a normal bloke, he is the most lovely person you can imagine. So it's so fun knowing that you can have a guy in the ring who we're all supposed to hate, and he makes you hate him in there. But when you talk to him as a bloke, he's an amazing human being. And um, that's just what they're able to do. They can flip in and out of character. They can make you care in a certain way. And not many people in the entertainment industry are able to do what they do in that way and also have the athleticism that they have to be able to commit all the different acts that it requires to do in the ring from an athletic standpoint.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So you had that event here, and we're on the cusp of the start of the AFL season, which we'll all be very invested in, and we're looking forward to it. You, Craig, you've been around a long time. Could maybe the AFL players take a leaf out of the WWE's books in relation to their personnel, or we shouldn't even contemplate an overlap because they're so distinctively apart when it comes to entertainment?
3: So the, the entertainment, I do think the AFL guys need to, and also athletes around the world need to see what the benefits are from what they do in terms of promoting their, their their industry and what they call sports entertainment. But they are athletes first and foremost and entertainers as well. So I think if we see more of the human side of people, we appreciate them a lot more, so I think that's that will be uh, really important. And one of the things that uh, these guys get paid from is they get a percentage of the gate, and, they, and any of their uh, merchandise gets sold, they get a percentage of that as well. So they have an investment in themselves to make themselves marketable. And if the players want a percentage of revenue or a bigger percentage of revenue, then they're going to have to be prepared to give more of themselves to help with that revenue to come through. So uh, yeah, there's been no uh, sporting organisation around the world that I've dealt with. From the NBA, the NFL, Formula One, Melbourne, Tup, Test Cricket, AFL, NBL, all these different sports I've dealt with that have been as open with their talent as what the WWE were throughout the past three or four months.
1: Just amazing. Craig, while we've got you, uh, and before we talk uh, about the AFL, just briefly, because we mainly got on uh, to you to discuss uh, the event on the weekend, where would it rank in relation to sporting events that you've been to, what you covered and what you experienced on Saturday?
3: Oh, from, an, from a pure entertainment side of things, I've never seen anything like it. With the the, the way that the introductions and the, the amount of pyro and fire and music and everything else, my son had the time of his life. It was the greatest night of entertainment that he's, he's ever been involved with. And, and everyone I've spoken to who was there has said similar things. Clearly, you're going in expecting certain things to happen because they've, they've made you think that certain things should occur with their storylines. So it's different to the passion of an AFL event where you're going, who's going to win, who isn't going to win? but genuinely don't know what's going to happen and there's disaster in your own head if your own team doesn't win. So it's different in that perspective. But from the night itself, like four hours of absolutely incredible entertainment, there's been nothing else i have been to which has been as well done as what they did the other night. Finally,
1: uh, just regarding the AFL, bad news for the Eagles today with Matt Flynn out, possibly for the first three months, even four months of the season. We had the, uh, the, well, the the scratch match, uh, the pre-season game, whatever you call it, at Mineral Resources Park at the weekend. Big win for Fremantle. Uh, What do we see and what do we take out of an event like that?
3: I'm always aware about taking too much out of the preseason because there's so many times they've been sucked in and going, oh, this team looks amazing and then they're terrible or oh, this team looks terrible and then they're amazing. So um, I reckon a lot of the time you've got to sit back and say, well, what were you hoping to see from each team from West Coast they were hoping to avoid injuries? They got some injuries, clearly, as you mentioned, with, with Matt Flynn. So that's a real concern for them that they're getting any injuries this time of year because of their depth. Um, Harley Reid really got a chance to run around and experience what an AFL environment was like, which is always going to be positive, whether he played well or whether he played poorly, it didn't really matter, I didn't think. It was more the fact that he got to experience that for the first time. Uh, Fremantle needed to probably win because they are expected to be a better team. They did that. Uh, but more, the most important thing for these things is for players who are in new positions to get adjusted to the, a new style or, or a a new position for themselves uh, to get some match fitness under your belt. And then this week, it'll build a little bit more. And then by round one, you hope everyone's ready for for the regular season. But I'm never overly concerned about results this time of year because we've seen too many times where premiers get flogged at the start of the the preseason and then go out and play well. So it's more the little signs that you want and avoiding injury, I reckon.
1: And Matt Flynn's a big blow, isn't it? Uh, Losing him for almost uh, half of the season.
3: Yeah, it's horrible. They've, they've recruited him to come in and give them that extra presence in the ruck. Uh, Bailey Williams did a great job last year uh, in, at Nui's absence, but he needed to be more of a forward ruck, is what they were looking for out of him. Um, so now he, he'll go back in and be that main ruckman and it'll force them to restructure a bit. And um, Unfortunately for them, they just, just don't seem to have any luck at any point in the past few years where big injuries have occurred. They keep players out for you know, months at a time rather than weeks at a time.
1: Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and I'm glad you enjoyed the experience of the Elimination Chamber. It was something else on Saturday night and we were here at SEM where our studios are located seeing it just build and build and build the infrastructure during the course of the week, and we couldn't believe what was happening. Uh, it was an amazing event. Thanks for joining us today.
3: No worries. Have a good night,
1: everyone. Yeah, good on you, Craig. Craig O'Donoghue joining us here, and also bad news on the back end of that uh, regarding what's happened at the West Coast Eagles and uh, the preseason game at the weekend. Nat Five. I was speaking actually to somebody very close to Nat Fife uh, just before I came on air, and Nat is feeling the best he's felt ...for about three or four years. He's grown the hair, he seems content, he seems relaxed. Uh, He put on a bit of a show in this match at the weekend... ...and a man that knows him very well feels that he could become... ...quite a significant player for the Fremantle Dockers in 2024... ...to the point of view that he could become influential like he was a couple of seasons ago, particularly when he won his second Brownlow medal. Uh, and this is from a person that knows him exceptionally well. Uh, quarter past five is the time. You can join us on the uh, text line 0487 736 736 or we'll give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years and Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers.
0: Epic has arrived, the Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design, and Toolma, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.
1: Of course, the NBL finals are getting wild and you could be part of it. Catch the Wildcats in action as they take on either the Tasmanian Jack jumpers or the Illawarra Hawks next Friday at RAC arena. So let's get behind our Perth Wildcats and tickets are available from ticket tech. All right. uh, Before we hear from the Perth glory men's coach, who's by the way, copped a suspension for this weekend. I'll tell you more in a moment. The, uh, Top five at five is a regular here on Sports Day WA on a Monday. It's all thanks to Novus, and there's a Novus Auto Glass near you, 13-22-34. Let's roll into the top five sports stories in the last 24 hours or so.
2: Number five. I think when we play our best footy, that's a sign of of when we're playing our best footy, and I think uh, we work really hard over the pre-season on our
1: contest method. And um, making sure that we've got the right balance inside and outside,
0: and yeah, I thought we I thought we got that right at times today. There, there was times when we could have, um, well, we left ourselves vulnerable with some maybe some handball mistakes, which um, allowed West Coast to get some easy looks back the other way. So we'll look at look at that and tidy that up. But thought largely, yeah, our contest method was pretty good, and
1: that allowed us to get on the outside and get those looks through the corridor. So. That's it that's that's
0: a good sign um, if you're getting that right the um, the tying it off and connection will come
1: so there you go Justin along there after the dockers defeated West Coast in that preseason game a four 30 minute quarters they played and they won 14 14 98 to 5 16 46 and as we mentioned before the break, the return of Nat 5 to the midfield could hardly have gone better for the Dockers, uh, with the dual Brownlow medalist producing a dominant first half against the Eagles and unlocking really new opportunities for his on-ball teammates.
2: Number four. Glancing header, it's in!
1: Virgil van Dijk just might have won the Liverpool. Yeah, just an amazing performance by Liverpool. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, who is leaving the club at the end of the year, played a lot of the youngsters because of a heavy Champions League and league program coming up for Liverpool. That he decided to give a few of the borderline players, particularly youngsters, an opportunity to play in a cup final. It was formerly known as the League Cup, now the Carabao Cup, and Liverpool scoring the winner with that goal from Virgil van Dyke uh, in time added on. Uh, a 1-0 win to Liverpool over Chelsea.
2: Number three.
0: Match against Mickelson. It is joy for Jordan Thompson in Los Cabos. a miraculous marathon week ends with him as an ATP singles champion for the first time in his career.
1: Amazing Jordan Thompson. He won his singles semi-final uh, at 1am Saturday local time and was back on court at 8pm for the final, in he, which he beat at world number 12, Kasper Rood. Now, after winning his first singles title, he was immediately back on court against Rood again as they played their double semifinal final and then Thompson and fellow Aussie Max Purcell went through to the final, which they won about 3 a.m. on Sunday. Heck of a weekend for Jordan Thompson. Congratulations taking out his first ATP title. Number two. It's been underutilised in this innings and Hilton Cartwright with one lusty blow has won yet another trophy for WA, the Kings of Domestic Cricket. Do it again in the Marsh Cup final. Three in a row in this competition. Fantastic innings from Hilton Cartwright. Finishes it off in style. Great performance by WA. A lot has been said about that. Uh, three Marsh Cup ODI or OD titles in a row one day. Is, uh, three in a row. But I actually caught the coverage of that. And Adam Peacock, you just heard the commentator, it just lacked the atmosphere. It wasn't being played at the SCG. It was played at a ground in Silverwater known as Cricket Central. Just lacked the dynamics of what really a final should have had. And so it was disappointing from that point of view. I think it lacked, it lacked sort of the atmosphere. But in the end, the result were the most important. And WA have shown that they are the masters of the 50 over a side game when it comes to domestic cricket, beating New South Wales in their backyard to make it three in a row.
2: Number one. The champion turns her attention to Nia, kick to the face.
1: Big wrestling man, but I tell you what—the uh, energy, enthusiasm, and uh, the whole show. Whether you're a wrestling person or not, it is entertainment personified. And that was Rhea Ripley with her winning move. And one under Drew McIntyre, who was our special guest here on Sports Day WA. Uh, he sat in that uh, chair just uh, across from where I'm broadcasting. Was a guest in the program last week ahead of the big event on Saturday night, and he took out the men's division in the WWE. So we're the good luck charm. Don't worry about that. It's twenty six past five. The top five at five. All thanks to Novus Auto Glass. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Auto Glass 1322 34. two thirty four. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the glory coaches in a bit of hot water. We'll tell you why after the break here on Sports Day WA.
0: Epic has arrived, the Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.
1: Yes, uh, don't forget the double demerits apply from midnight Thursday until midnight Monday for speeding or using a mobile phone or radar detector while driving. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Just on the text machine 0487 736 736, I threw out what has been... The biggest sporting event that you have attended that you really enjoyed? I might ask, actually, our producer Jimmy and also Conor, our panel operator, give us their thoughts. Uh, Chris says, you know, it's good when your old mate can't talk fast enough about the event, which was here on Saturday night. Wish I was there. That's from Chris, who has gr- regrets about not coming along. And Norman Cowell says, day, Pete. During the Marsh Cup final, a six was hit that looked like it hit a bus as the bus travelled down the road alongside the ground. Do we know if it did hit the bus? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It didn't hit the bus. No, I've just been informed it didn't. So uh, no dramas there. But in the end, a great result for the West Australians. Great result for the Perth Glory. Uh, They've now gone six games without a loss, three wins and three draws. They took on the top of the league, Wellington Phoenix at home in front of a humming crowd of about 8,500 people, and the shed was in full voice. It was a, a goalless draw, but there was certainly plenty of action. And as I said, the glory on a pretty good run at the moment. As I said, six games without a loss. Now, the coach, Alan Stajic, has just been handed a one-game suspension for supposedly descent. He got a yellow card from the referee, and that makes it five yellow cards, which means that he will miss a match uh, in the away game against Western United in Ballarat this weekend. I spoke to Alan earlier in the day, actually, and conducted an interview with him around his commitments. And then I rang him back once this ruling came out, and he said he didn't want to really comment about it. It was regarding throwing of a, uh, a water bottle down in seemingly, according to the referee in disgust, Alan said he had the water bottle and he threw it back towards his chair. Uh, he didn't throw it in any way to suggest forward sidewards towards any official or the referee or the players that he was uh, totally disgusted by what had transpired. He picked it up, had a swig and threw it back uh, onto his chair where he sits with his assistant coaches and the bench players. So that's uh, the adjudication he gave to me. And, of course, he can't say too much because if he says too much, he might cop a further fine and possibly a suspension. Anyway, I spoke to Alan Stajic, uh, the coach of the Perth Glory, before that was handed down, and I welcomed him to the program. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? Good. How did you surmise Saturday night? I know you are quoted in the press conference saying – I don't accept draws anymore. We need to win these sort of games. Nil-nil against the Phoenix. How did you see it?
4: Yeah, look, I guess on on reflection, a, a draw was probably fair in terms of each team's dominance throughout, throughout periods of the game. But it was more the emotion of, you know, knowing that we could have won that game and really, more importantly, that we need to start winning these kinds of games. And, you know, that would have been two in a row and build a little bit of momentum and three in a row and, you know, really starting to push for the edge of that finals race, which which we still have, to, to be fair, over the last six or seven weeks, um, you know, we've obviously had a good run. And, and that momentum and confidence and belief is in the team. But, you know, I know within myself and within the playing group and the staff, we're really pushing for wins, you know, as much as we can.
1: But saying that, when you look at the Wellington Phoenix, uh, they came here on the Monday to play in the long-distance derby to acclimatise because it is a fair hike. You can see why they're top of the league. They've got some very classy players, haven't they?
4: Yeah, the look, they have, and what they brought off the bench probably tipped the the flow of the game in their favour. Uh, when Zavada and, and Crave came on, they were a real handful, and being fresh in particular um, really, really, as I said, tipped tipped the flow of the game in their in their favour. But um, you know, before that, I really thought we were on top in terms of penetration and chances on goal, and they were only really half chances, I guess, for both teams, but. Um, you know, really thought that that we had that momentum to be able to penetrate, and you know, especially early in that first half, I thought we created four or five really good half chances. So, you know, in a tight game like that, it's it's just whichever team's going to win that crucial moment.
1: It's interesting. In the middle of January, you took uh, you played actually when all the matches were based in Sydney, and you took them to four three going down right at the end. So you've had some interesting matches against the Wellington Phoenix. The other thing that was quite unusual to see was a clean sheet on Saturday night. The last time that happened was back in round three. You must have been happy with that. Yeah,
4: look, that's definitely a, a massive positive to take out of the game, considering whether league's leading goal scorers. And again, it's a little bit of an anomaly for a league to have a team that was... Even when we were leading goal scorers, we were 11th, second last in the league and still having scored the most amount of goals. So uh, that part of the team has been a real positive uh, throughout this year. And the other side has been really our weakness. And, and so to be able to keep a clean sheet against them is a massive positive. And, and if we can build on both aspects of the game, it goes without saying. Um, it's obvious, Captain obvious. But if, if we can really nail down both aspects of the game in the one match, Uh, we're going to be a very hard team to beat. And I I really do see a lot of those foundations in our game now. So it's just a matter of carrying that on and improving that week to week.
1: It's interesting when you look at the current run, uh, six games without defeat, three wins and three draws. And that comes on the back end of three losses in a row where you conceded 11 goals in three games. So after that Wellington Phoenix game, when you were beaten by four goals to three, was there anything done behind the scenes that, all of a sudden, saw this run of six without a loss?
4: Yeah, I actually think that those two matches just before this run, we actually played quite well. Uh, One was Melbourne Victory here at HBF, and we had a player sent off in the 45th minute and and played the whole second half with a player less. And I actually thought we were the better team that night, and and Victory got a late goal uh, to win the game. But for me, it was one of those turning points in the season where we played number one and two in the league at that point. And we showed that even though we weren't at our best and playing half a game with 10 players and Wellington the week after, there were so many positives to take away from those two games. And I just thought if we'd improve 5 or 10%, we could start beating all the rest of the teams. And, you know, whatever we've done on and off the pitch, you know, I think we, we have improved that 10% and probably a little bit more than that in both aspects of the game. We've reduced the amount of goals we're conceding and still been able to generally other than on the weekend maintain the amount that we are scoring so there has been that improvement and and ultimately I think the biggest factor that's coming to play is with that momentum and with that quality of play and and being able to penetrate and be an attacking force we've built that confidence and belief which I don't think has been in this team for a long time so really when you know you can go out there and feel like you can score at any time and and be able to win at any time it's probably that priceless factor that you have within a group and you know really think that we've built that over the last few weeks for sure.
1: Well, you've scored 35 goals, equal with MacArthur on 35, which is incredible considering you're in ninth position. And you look at the teams above you, beat the Brisbane Roar uh, in a couple of games ago here, uh, which was an interesting game in its own right because of the the managers and the coaches in charge there. And Melbourne City, who currently sit in seventh position, haven't won in their last four matches. Uh, Alan Stajic, would you say that the Perth Glory, are the best team outside the top six at the moment? Yeah, look, uh, based on current form of the last five matches
4: up going into last weekend' game, I would have put us in the top two, uh, to be honest. But, you know, unfortunately, there was 12 rounds before that where we weren't in the top two, where we were in the bottom two. So we've got a bit of ground to make up. And, and you know, we have turned that around, as we've just alluded to, over the last six or seven weeks. So... Uh, You know, we've got a good run in now. We've got nine weeks left. There's still plenty of time for us to to make up the rest of that ground and and keep this run going and really start pushing the fringes of that top six as we head on. But, you know, there's the old cliche of taking one game at a time and we'll just focus on Western United now and keeping this run going and, and maintaining that momentum.
1: For the reasons, as we all know, during uh, January, you couldn't partake in the uh, January transfer window because things were in limbo regarding the ownership. Thank goodness in the last couple of weeks that's been sorted out and there seems to be a huge sense of positive energy around the Perth glory at the moment, both on and off the field. Have you got enough petrol in the tank, Alan? This is where a manager comes into play, to see out the remainder of the season because of the numbers in your squad?
4: Yeah, look, I think it's quite the opposite, that we've got more numbers in the squad because of the adversity we've had to come through and the strength within our group. And the biggest positive to come out of the last two months of our team has been the fact that we've had to use so many different bodies, so many young players who have been who've had to make their debut or their second or third appearance ever in an A-League. And regardless of whoever's come in and whichever position they've had to play, uh, we've been able to increase the depth of the team and, and maintain the quality. Uh, we've kept this run going with almost a, a completely different team to what we started the season with. And, and um, I think that's a massive, massive positive. We've, and now some players coming back from injury over the next two, three weeks, we, we've really got a little bit more depth that we probably didn't have uh, six or seven weeks ago and certainly at the beginning of the season. So, you know, there's, there's been trials and tribulations that I actually see as moving into a stronger and stronger position as we head towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, certainly sounding very positive. You mentioned about a couple of those experienced players. How far is Mark Beavers and how far is Mustafa Amini? When will they be available?
4: Yeah, Beavers, none of our players that are injured are too far away. Uh, I'd say they're all within the next one to three weeks that they should be back in. Um, So it's just a matter of them completing their rehab and ticking all the boxes to to be available for a game. So most of our players that have been out for the last couple of weeks are pretty close. So it's just a matter of taking each training session as it comes down, hoping they can overcome each hurdle in every training session and and finally be ready for the match play. But none of them are far away, but I'm not sure if any of them will be right for this week. Okay.
1: Well, Western United away in Ballarat of all places this week, Alan.
4: Yeah, they couldn't find a further place for us to travel to. <laughs> so they took out Ballarat, but, right. but um, I have been there uh, once, and it, it's a special place in Australia. So I actually loved it uh, being there, and obviously part of the Gold Rush era. So it's a, a spectacular place. Uh, you know, I can't wait to get there. In terms of that, I love all that part of the job and travelling around. So. It'll be a tough game. Um, You know, they're on the bottom of the ladder, but certainly not in the way that they play. Uh, They've been competitive every week, and they've also been on a good run in the last three weeks. And, and picked up a win and a draw and, you know, unfortunately caught two goals in the last minute against Melbourne Victory last week. Otherwise, they, were, they would have won that 1-0 as well. So, certainly a team that's improved and, you know, we're not taking lightly, that's for sure. We can't but, afford to.
1: But saying that, a couple of people were telling me actually on Saturday, as if we don't do enough travelling, we've got to fly to Melbourne and then make our way up to Ballarat. Uh, do you agree with that or you just take it as it comes? Well, it doesn't really matter.
4: <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't matter whether we agree or disagree. We haven't, we haven't had the rub of the green in terms of the draw and other little things that go around the comp. So hopefully, we can, we can put that case forward before the draw comes out next year. And, and there's been, you know, for example, we had to travel to Wellington after in between two home games, so we didn't really have the opportunity to bunny hop across the country like Wellington did just now. They they had a game in Sydney and then just travelled straight from Sydney to here, so it's much easier than. What we had to do, we had a home game and then had to travel to Wellington and then had to travel back to Perth. So you got the five-hour time zone change and the ten or 20, ten to twelve-hour travel day as well. So definitely it impacted us a little bit more than them. So they're things that we certainly have to fight for before next year's draw gets done.
1: I've seen a lot of the Perth Glory over the years, and let me tell you, it's getting back to where it was all those years ago. The noise in the stadium is phenomenal and particularly at the shed end have you noticed and you would have known about the shed before you took on the job and the important role they play particularly in home games the last two home games they've been really loud yeah
4: I agree with that 100% and and this week it went to another level I thought the week before was was the best I'd heard and and seen but this weekend was, was again it went to another level and and, you know, it's almost chills up the spine and, you know, there was eight and a half thousand people there this week, but I can't I can't even imagine what it's gonna be like when there's fifteen or seventeen thousand. So the more we can push for that and the more that everyone gets engaged and connected to the team and the club and hopefully hopefully everyone in Perth now sees how much this team is is fighting for the city and the state and, and the club and, you know, how much pride they take in their shirt every week and, and that's probably been the most sort of pride to having what we've done this year. We've been able to restore that pride in the jersey and in the emblem and carry the club forward through adversity. So hopefully, you know, we can get even more fans on our backs and, and help us through the end of the year because we're certainly going to need that help.
1: And finally, Alan, we appreciate your time. It was tough early in the season, and I think a lot of people felt for you. You took on the job here at the Perth Glory. Was there any time when you thought to yourself, what have I done? I've shifted all the way across the country. I've taken on this job. You've inherited predominantly a squad, even though you were involved in bringing a few players over. Did it get mentally taxing at any stage for you?
4: Yeah, look, like I'd be lying if I didn't say it was hard. Um, but you don't take any job in unless it's hard. You know, you don't usually come into a, a team or a club environment that's flying as a coach. So you know, there's certainly adversity in those early periods, on and off the pitch. Most of it I knew was coming. There's obviously normal football problems that happen as you're as you getting to a job. But again, I, just going back to what I said earlier, I think that adversity has made everyone stronger, the staff, the, the players, the whole club. Uh, we're united in our... Our direction and our vision, and what we want for, for ourselves and, and for the club. And, and I think that's the strongest part of our, our team at the moment, where there really is a strong connection between all of us and, and we're all pulling together in the one direction. Which is when you get those couple of things all the belief and the confidence, and everyone pulling in, or in the one direction they really are the intangibles that drive a club forward.
1: And a two-fold final question. Uh, are you starting to enjoy it, or does a coach ever enjoy his job, particularly in the A-League? And secondly, because uh, I might not have an opportunity to speak to you again before the end of the season, what is the goal now? Yeah, you sit seven points shy of sixth position. Would anything but maybe a top-six berth be considered uh, underperforming?
4: Yeah, look, it's uh, that's a tough one to answer. Obviously, we're aiming for finals. Um, so we, we do everything we can, and we've had that mindset ever, ever since uh, round one. Um, I still don't think it's out of reach. Yeah, look, of course I uh, love every day. To be honest, you got to be you got to be grateful when when you're in a role like this. It's uh, not many people uh, that that get the opportunity to follow their dreams and and follow their sporting passions, and to be able to still be. As old as I am and enjoying football every day and and being in a role and being paid for it is is incredible. So, you know, I'm grateful. And of course, it's hard and there's pressures and trials and tribulations, but ultimately, I'm just grateful to be be in a role like this in the sport
1: that I love. Yeah, and we've seen a little bit of a smile on your face in recent weeks, which is great to see. Alan, (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for joining. What, we, what did you say to the fourth official, by the way, on Saturday night? Oh, you sort of left your area and went and addressed him. We won't ask you because it might get you into trouble like you did with Mark Rudan. so uh, we won't no, ask I you. Get that. In, I get in enough trouble, mate. I don't need any extra help. <laughs> Good on you, Alan. Uh, exciting times for the Perth Glory both on and off the field. I can just sense it, of course, with a lot of past players coming <laughs> back uh, to be part of what is going to be hopefully a very exciting ride going forward. Thanks for your time today. All good, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, he is in a bit of trouble. As I said, suspended for one uh, week. Uh, That is, he won't be taking charge of the glory this week against Western United. Five yellow cards, and uh, he is uh, sidelined. Don't forget, double demerit supply from midnight Thursday until midnight Monday for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught, and you could lose your licence twice as fast. We'll update all the major sports news headlines for your local tyre power store today for a free tyre safety inspection. They are over 50 stores across WA. The latest from Sport after the break here on Sports Day WA.
0: Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day.
1: Yeah, here's just a quick community update thanks to Fire Code. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season because the hot weather will return. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with the Department of Fire and Emergency Services. Visit defes.wa.gov.au. And this community update is thanks to New Fire Code, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions and available at Bunnings Store. For tyre power, visit your local tyre power store today for a free tyre safety inspection. There are over 50 stores across WA. India has claimed a dramatic five-wicket victory over England in absorbing fourth uh, test in Ranchi to seal an unassailable 3-1 series lead. Um, opening a pair of Rott Sharma made 55. Yashavi Jaswal made 37. They look set to ease to victory uh, with an opening partnership of 84. But then all of a sudden, Jimmy Anderson came in uh, and there was a mini-collapse. Five for 36, they lost either side of lunch before it was steadied by Shubman Gill and uh, Jarrell. Who combined for an unbeaten 72 run partnership to steer India home and to victory? And the other thing that's a bit disturbing just actually saw the vision this afternoon. That the AFL Northern Territory has condemned an on field brawl which saw an umpire. Now, the umpire looked like a young boy, he didn't seem that old. Uh, thrown to the ground during a men's Premier League football match in Darwin. The incident occurred during the fourth quarter of the Northern Territory Football League elimination final with video footage showing several players from both sides engaging in a melee. Now, the push and shove begins following a heavy collision between two players that were competing for the football. Uh, The umpire went in to break the melee up, and one of the uh, players has literally grabbed the umpire by the shirt and flung him to the ground. And as I said, just judging from the video, it appears that the umpire was fairly young in age. So I gather the player that's responsible for that is looking to a fair bit of time and a long time away from playing competitive football. Thanks, Connor, the panel operator. Thanks, Jimmy, uh, the executive producer, for helping us with the show today. It was brought to you by Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre, and as well as that uh, Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. See you tomorrow from five for another 60 minutes jam-packed in sport straight after the run home with Hazen Marto.